0: Hello and welcome to Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. Before I go into today's episode, I would like to tell you about her subscribers-only content, where we'll go deeper into certain topics and has special focus that only subscribers will be able to access. You can learn more about what's available to subscribers via the description of this podcast. Welcome to today's episode of Stories That Shape Us. I'm talking about, today I'm talking about what to do when you're not the family favorite. Well, it's the holiday time and many people are thinking about going home and maybe are not thinking about going home, depending on what your situation is and how your family interact and the kind of dynamics that are within your family. And you might be considering not going home or at this time of year you might be thinking about your position in the family your role in the family where you are and some of the things that may have happened and you're wondering how do i navigate it you're sitting with the realization of how the the attachment that you have with the people in your family and so you're wondering what to do i was listening to the book of genesis today and as I listened and I'm hearing the dynamics between when Jacob married Rachel and Leah, and I'm thinking about what it must have been like because we know we know the end of the story, but as it was at the beginning and and it started to unfold, I was wondering about the the position of some of the Jacob's sons because some of his sons were from Rachel's um maid and some was from Leah's maid as the two women were competing. And I wonder how how much affection, how much of Jacob's affection they got and how much, how were they viewed with, because of the role that their mothers had and how these women, what, what became of them after Jacob had children with them because their their mistresses gave them to their husband because they were trying to compete with each other to see who could have more sons and were those sons treated as sons and and all of those things was, were going through my mind as I listened to the, 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 the chapter and I, as I listened to the story unfold. And so you might be very familiar with some of the, that, those dynamics. You may have lived or you may be living some of those dynamics because the truth is a lot of families have favorites and not favorites so much where they interact with each child depending on the child's personality and characteristics and the thing about that child that you connect with, specially. So I have three children and I connect with the three in different ways because they have different parts of me that things about myself that I enjoy and that I like, I see them exhibit. So the child, there's the child that loves books. There's the child that loves listening to podcasts. There's the one that likes to cook. And, and so there are different parts of me at different times that I'm interacting with them as, as I'm interacting with each child which makes us connect on those things. So when you are, when you're in families, they're, so there's that, but there are families that have favorites, not just the things that you connect with, but they're, 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 you might be in your family and there's nothing that you connect with any of your caregivers because they've never really, they've never really taken the time to get to know you and to connect with you especially. So some families have favorites, and this have existed for generations, as I just shared in the story of Jacob, um, in different characters in the Bible, as much as they, they, are, they are present, perhaps they're present in your homes and in your neighbor's homes too. So we know that this story, we know in Jacob's story that Joseph was the favorite, and which created jealousy among the siblings, and Jacob's sons hated Joseph and sold him into slavery. He lost his home and family and everything that was familiar to him. And their story teaches us that the actions of the leaders in the family can have negative impact on the rest of the household, on the rest of the family for generations, as we see play out in their lives. So despite this kind of example that we have, and when you're reading, when I'm reading the story at the beginning, I'll be saying, don't do it! Don't do it! Don't do it! It's kind of like watching a movie, and you know what the you know what the lead the lead actor is going to do, and you're like, don't do that! Don't do that! Even though they can't hear you through the screen, so Jacob can't hear me down, you know, through the ages of time. But I'm reading, and I'm and knowing what I know about trauma and generational trauma, and what I know about abandonment and rejection and insecure attachment, and the impact that can have on us i'm I'm literally shouting at the Bible don't do it so so if, you know if you've lived that in your home, I want you to know that it it's not it didn't originate there, it starts somewhere else and and although that is small comfort, there are things that you can do that I'm going to share a little later on as you're thinking about where you are, and because of where you are, it might it can feel lonely, it can feel lonely where you are. And it might feel like there's nobody that want to connect with you. But there was something beautiful said in the Inner Child Healing Group this evening that I think really could apply it here, where one um, participant shared with another. She said, what I do is learn to connect with people that have similar interests to me. So kind of like how I shared with my children that I connect with the one that loves books because I love books, the one that loves cooking because I do too. one that loves podcasts because I I love podcasts and we connect, we will sit and play games or watch watch something together with the one that doesn't go for a walk with the one that do different things. She said, that's what she does. She said, she connects, she meets people, not having secure attachment with her family. She meets people and she goes, she does different things She connects securely with the people that have similar interests to hers. And she really enjoys that and finds beauty and joy in those connections. And so we might, one person can't meet all of our connection needs, all of our needs. And so you might, you might like music and you find one person to go to music festivals with, or to concerts with, or you might like, you might like uh, art and you find somebody to go to the art gallery with and, and then have a drink with or somebody to have a quiet walk with or um, train for a marathon. Or as you get to know different parts of yourself, you will meet people that also have those interests, of similar interests to you, and you'll be able to connect with those people in a deep way. Now, that doesn't replace your family, and it doesn't it doesn't take away the pain of not being the favorite. But what it does and what I'm trying to say to you is that there is a place for you and there are people that will form community with you and you can enjoy community and security and connection with people who can meet the needs, not fill the void that was left. But if you're open to connection with others, then you can can have a community of people that will love you. There are people in this world that will love you. And not being the favorite in your family might can create lots of, of emotional uh, issues for you. You might struggle with low self-esteem. You might battle with negative thoughts. There might be a host of things that you're dealing with as a result of. You might blame yourself. I want you to know that it's not your fault. It's not anything that you are or did or didn't do. The 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 thing originate with the caregivers and it's their deficiencies, just like it was Jacob's deficiency. It was their deficiency, their short-sightedness that caused that. It wasn't anything that you did or didn't do. And I want you to know that your parents' or your caregivers' inability to love didn't mean that you don't deserve love or that you're not lovable. Because sometimes... It, it it we can tell ourselves those kind of stories that is because I'm not lovable. It wasn't because you're not lovable, their inability to love didn't mean that you're not lovable, and it doesn't mean that you there are not many people in this world who will love you if you give them an opportunity. so I want you to think about the things that you love, the things that you like, and see how you can form a a village, a community around those things and you can enjoy spending time with people that care about you, even in this season, whether or not you choose to go home. If you do and you know you're going into that, just remember that there are people in this world who will love me. There are people in this world who will care for me and who will accept me. There are people who I can connect with and they're waiting for me to connect. Thank you for joining me in Stories That Shape Us. I hope you'll join me on the next story.